to the Forgiven Once for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This is episode 7, and we're going to continue looking at the book of 1 John. We finished chapter 1, the last few episodes, so we're going to start in chapter 2. I'm going to start reading in the New American Standard Version. So let's read 1 John 2, verse 1. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. So in the beginning of chapter 2, John begins by saying, I'm writing these things to you. He's talking about this letter. And more directly, the things that he just said in chapter 1. In chapter 1, we see that God is light, that Jesus, he came in the flesh, and he came from God. And we see that Jesus is the word of life, and that we have fellowship one with each other, and we have fellowship with the Father. These are the things that John's talking about that we must remember. He's writing to remind us of these things so that we would not sin. He says, if we sin. So the last few episodes, we looked at what sin was. And I'm going to do a brief review here. See, we tend to define sin by its symptoms. We call lying sin, cheating sin, stealing sin. But those They are the product of sin, but sin is something much deeper. And we looked at how sin is in its true state is walking in darkness without light. So when we walk throughout our lives without light, we're stumbling around making our own decisions not based upon the true light which is a loving father. Sin is our decision to walk independently through life, not basing our actions or decisions on our relationship to the Trinity. Sin is thinking that we are less than what God has created us to be. Sin is not believing that the Father loves us and that the Son has given his life for us And that the fullness of God in the Holy Spirit lives in us without any action required on our part except believing. See, sin is living in another whole life that God didn't intend. Sin is living like there's no God, like God hates us. Sin is believing that God is angry and that we live our lives apart. Sin is living our lives separate from the knowledge that God is good and that the Father is love. See, when we live in sin, we live a life that God didn't intend, and we begin to reap the symptoms of sin, which is the things that we talk about a lot. Lying, stealing, murder, hatred. These things are the symptom of not knowing who you are 
and not knowing who the Father truly is and living your life based upon that false perception. So that's what sin is. So here he's writing and reminding us of who the Jesus is. Jesus came to show us the Father. The Father is light. And later we discover the Father is love. And we see that in him there's no shadow of darkness. There's no evil. There's no misunderstanding. There's no darkness. He cannot forget who he is or who we are. So John's writing these things to remind the church of the perfectness of God and of their relationship and ability to have fellowship with that perfect God so that they will not sin. Next, he says, if we do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, which is Jesus Christ, the righteous. See, Jesus is the only one that came from the Father, and he lived his life in right standing with God. He never sinned. He never doubted who he was. He never doubted the goodness of the Father. Even in the end, when he was hanging on a cross, he knew that the Father was love. So we use this word advocate. It's translated, and it's actually the Greek word paraclete, which is the same word used to describe the Holy Spirit. And because the word was translated as advocate here, we get a picture of an angry God standing above a earth that has disappointed him yet again, and Jesus pleading with the Father not to punish us, that he's advocating for us. And a lot of times, um, courtroom judicial terminology is used, and that is not really the, the true meaning of this word. The word is paraclete, and it's translated as comforter most of the time or helper. Um, it comes from two words, para, which means to be close beside, and kaleo, which means to make a call. So here we have someone that lives in us that's close, closer than a brother, and is close to us and makes a call for us, helps us make the right decision. When we doubt the goodness of God, the paraclete comes and shows us how good he really is. When we doubt who we are and we begin to delve into the sin of unbelief, then the paraclete that's there helps us and reminds us of the goodness of God and what he truly thinks about us. See, in Jesus, when he was about to go, he said, he said, I've got to go. Um, when I do go, he said um, that I'm going to send a helper or a comforter. This is this word paraclete. This is the Holy Spirit that comes to help us. He's not a lawyer that argues to try to get us out of trouble. Once again, it's not Jesus trying to plead with the Father to be gracious to us. Because see, that would divide God. And in God, there's no division. They are of one mind, and they are in perfect harmony. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
See, a better translation of this verse would be, we have a comforter or a helper that shows us who the Father is and who we are, Jesus Christ the righteous. Verse 2, it says, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins. This is talking about Jesus. But I want to take a look at this word, propitiation. This is one of these words that we read and we don't really understand. We tend to skip these words. The word propitiation here that's used is the Greek word hilasmos. And in the non-biblical or classic Greek use, it's the picture of an, of an angry god being appeased. It's appeasing or averting the wrath of a God, or it's an atoning sacrifice that appeases an angry God. But that's not the use that John had in mind. This version of the word hilasmos has only used twice in the New Testament, and both times in First John. And it is derived from the word hilaos, which means to laugh or hilarious or to be gracious. So the word used here in our English Bibles, propitiation, I really believe is an improper translation of the word hilasmos. See, this helps paint the picture of an angry God. This is a pagan belief one that's beside himself in wrath and disgust for his people who have rebelled. And this angry God's wrath must be appeased. But this is not what Hilasmos is about. It's used in the Greek Septuagint, which is the translation of the Hebrew scriptures into Greek. And this is the Bible that many of our New Testament fathers read. Jesus read the Septuagint. And the word hilasmos is used to translate the word kipirium, which means to cover round about. John, having been familiar with the Greek translation of the Hebrew scriptures, would have used the word hilasmos in this context. Jesus, the righteous, and he is a complete covering, a separation of the sin and the one who sinned. The imagery is used in Psalms 103.1, where it says, the Lord is compassionate and gracious. And it goes on to say, as far as from the east is from the west, so has he removed our transgressions from us. See, the difference here is not in a God who has to change his attitude towards us because of a sacrifice, but it is us that must align ourselves to the fact and knowledge that Jesus is our atonement and that the Father is love. And John goes on to prove this. He says, Jesus, the righteous one, is not only the covering he not only separates us from our sin, not only our sin, but also for the sins of the world. Did you ever see this? 
Have you ever contemplated what this meant? That while we were yet sinners, or before we were even born and had a chance to sin, Jesus paid for our sin, and not only our sin, but the whole world, everyone's sin, for all time. See, Jesus is the Hilasmos. He is the one that came and covered us around about in such a way, in such a way that the whole world's sin is separated from them. The power of sin was broken. The power of unbelief. See, the gospel is that Jesus was the covering for the whole world. And it is our job to share this good news. That sin is already forgiven. And we are free from the power and delusion of sin. Jesus, the righteous one, has come to show us who the Father was and that he is light and love. I hope this helped you. Remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. <laughs>